Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 126. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you for tuning in today. And I'm very excited and stoked to bring you today's episode, which features one of Canada's greatest rock and roll artists. Of course, I'm talking about Sam Roberts of the Sam Roberts Band. And as I told Sam himself, his debut album, We Were Born in the Flame, was one of my quintessential albums of my high school years. And Sam was like the rock and roll guy of that time. And uh, I remember thinking he was so cool. And I remember seeing him for the first time on the Toronto Island at a Canadian showcase. And now Sam has released his seventh album. It's called All of Us. It came out last year in 2020. But the occasion for us meeting was one of the first back-to-live shows here in Toronto. Not at a drive-in, but at an amphitheater with people. So I met up with Sam before the show at the Budweiser stage here in Toronto. And man, did it feel good, one, to meet Sam Roberts in person, eye to eye, and have a conversation. Unfortunately, it was a little bit on the shorter side, as Sam's time was very limited with sound checking and just everything that goes on on show day, but especially right now with everything always changing during the the pandemic. But I was grateful to get the time I did get, and uh, we had a fantastic chat, and I, I... I mean, I can't even explain how good it felt to be back at a live show at the amphitheater. It's one of my favorite spots to be in the the summer in Toronto. It's, you know, outdoors, out by the lake. The sun was shining that day. I was uh, photographing the show for a few radio stations here in Toronto. It was the first gig I'd been to in 18 months, and I was basically just in my element all night. Probably one of the best nights I've had in the last year and a half. And I mean, what a way to bring back live music here in Toronto with some of our best artists. We had over the previous weekend, the Arkells did three nights. And then that show was Sam Roberts, Matt Mays and Chaos. So if you missed it, I'm sorry, but there is still more amphitheater shows to come before the end of the season. Also, Sam Roberts is now going on tour. So check out his website for tour dates. All right, now let's do the Adamantium Recommend segment which almost seems kind of silly to do for Sam Roberts because how do you pick just five Sam Roberts songs to recommend to someone? But we're going to try anyways, and I think I'll stick to some pretty obvious ones rather than uh, my more obscure favorite songs by Sam. A couple obvious ones to start, going back to Sam's very first album. Like I said, one of my favorite albums of my high school years. It came out in 2003. The album's called We Were Born in a Flame. I'm going to choose the songs Brother Down and Where Have All the Good People Gone. I mean, mandatory songs for a Sam list. Then going to his second album in 2006, which was called Chemical City. I recommend the song Bridge to Nowhere. And then from his third album in 2008, it was called Love at the End of the World. I recommend the song Them Kids. And then my last pick is from his 2014 album, Low Fantasy. The song is called We're All In This Together. Like I said, very obvious picks. But hey, if you're not Canadian, I don't know, maybe you haven't listened to Sam Roberts before. And in which case, you are welcome. If you are a Sam Roberts fan that is tuning in to the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, well, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate you tuning in. And if you would do all that lovely podcast stuff like subscribe and rate and review us, of course, five stars, then we would offer you our undying love and you'd be considered a VIP Adamantomaniac. 
You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And with all that out of the way, let's get into today's episode with Sam Roberts, the one and only, right here on episode 126 of the Adamantium podcast. Enjoy your week, everyone. Have fun. Be safe. Be good to one another. And we will see you very soon. So this is pretty cool. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll get right into it because I know you're really strict on time here. So. Yeah, I'm very strict on time. Yeah. I'm, I'm notorious for punctuality. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe not you, but, but uh, your team. Yeah, there's, your there's, team. Yeah. Um, but tell me, first of all, how, uh, how, you're, how you woke up feeling this morning, you know, on the brink of probably the biggest show in the last 18 months. Yeah. I, it's, it's funny because we don't usually think of shows in terms of importance or okay. ranking them right. and, you know, sort of trying to fit them into a hierarchy of what right. matters. You always try, the idea is to approach every show as if, it, you know, it's the biggest and potentially last show you're ever going to play. But that being said, this show definitely feels different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I woke up sort of realizing that. Okay. I know that once we're on stage playing, that that's, you know, the years of, you know, time on stage just mm-hmm. kind of kick in and you know how to settle into the moment and enjoy it. And, uh, but I think the fact that, again, I keep realizing it's not just for the band and myself, it's also for the audience as well. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the coming together of those two things mm-hmm. that this is a, for a lot of people, the first time they'll be in a crowd yeah. uh, or have been in a crowd for, you know, 18 months or yeah. whatever it is. We'll 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 definitely sort of bring out some new and unforeseen kind of feelings and yeah. dynamic and so energy for sure. So it's hard not to it's hard not to acknowledge that this is a yeah. different experience. Yeah, I mean, I think for myself personally, like you know, 2019, I was probably at a gig every twice a week mm-hmm. at least, and now like I've been excited for weeks for this because you know it's the first you know real show been to in almost two years you know yeah so i mean i think your feeling echoes what a lot of other people are feeling out there right now and that and that it's not that it adds pressure to the moment but it just makes the moment just again just feel that it's that much more profound and and with that comes almost like a sense of duty or responsibility to to live up to it you know yeah to deliver yeah which i mean like you said you got those years I, i have no doubt that that you will but I think there's a specialness to tonight. Yeah. You know, especially also being with, uh, you know, longtime friends like Matt Mays and, and Chaos for this particular show. Yeah, that helps for sure. Yeah. You know, that you're sharing, you're sharing the, uh, sharing the experience with people that you have a, a long yeah. sort of deep history with. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I can't think of two, two people I'd rather be on stage. It was kind of know. awesome. Um, I, like I mentioned, I'm a, a longtime fan, but, we were born in the flame was actually like literally one of my defining high school albums. And that's, that's at, amazing. at the time, like much music still existed mm-hmm. at that time. And, and you were kind of like the, the rock guy, the Canadian rock guy at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I used to sing 
dead end around the house all the time. And we thought about drove, bringing that one back. Yeah. Back. Well, I don't know if we could get through it right now. We'd have yeah. to rehearse it a few times. I mean, I used to sing it around the house. I used to drive my mom insane. <laughs> it's funny um, that that record, you know, when I think of a song like that, it was a ref- direct sort of out, you know, growth from how I was living just before we got signed to a record deal just before mm-hmm. brother down came out on the radio. And that song in particular was very much a sort of mirror image of what I was doing. Again, you know, there's a line about borrowing change from my younger brother or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that felt, felt like the sort of level of desperation that we've been living yeah. with, you know? So tell me about, you know, we're going to, I want to jump into the new stuff, Ava, but tell me about at that time then, once the album record did come out, once we were born, tell me how your life, how that album changed your life. Uh, I, it was just prior to that, we put out an, an EP, yeah. The Inhuman Condition, and that's when things really started to change mm-hmm. and sort of, I, I guess, the the opportunity of a, of a career in music became more than just our, mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a fantasy because we were always working f- towards it or trying anyway, but it started, it started to become more of a, a seemed like more of a possibility. And we'd, already, we'd sort of grown into that, this new, you know, uh, chapter by throwing ourselves into mm-hmm. work, not just sort of, we figured that the best way to, to deal with it was just to play as many shows as we possibly could mm-hmm. go on as many tours as we could. And not think too much about how our lives were changing mm-hmm. uh and when we were born in, we went straight from a really long tour with the tragically hippo went straight out to vancouver and started uh, working on the we were born in flame and that was you know the next few months and as soon as that was done it was like no no rest for the wicked back on tour again we did another cross canada tour and before we knew it two three years had gone by and mm-hmm. we we literally hadn't come up for air and in, in retrospect, it was almost like the best strategy, um, it, you know, rather than s- sitting there wondering about how your life was never going to be the same again, yeah. you just work. You just, you just work. Yeah. And then be in it. It was a, almost harder to be in the moment at that time because, you know, you are working so hard. And could you kind of appreciate the recognition or whatever you know or the i mean we said we'd been playing that you were receiving for sure you know i think we'd we'd been playing in a band for such a long time yeah up until that point that we definitely it wasn't a uh there was no question that the nature Mm of our shows had changed you know anything from right the the enthusiasm of the audiences to the size of the venues to even the instruments we were now playing Mm -hmm. you know and uh all of that had all of that had changed quite a bit uh since our early our early you know 15 years of trying to get something yeah. going right out of high school basically mm-hmm. but uh it took a few years after that to for the dust to settle and mm-hmm. to look back uh and and sort of appreciate just how profoundly different things had had become mm-hmm. you know and and since then we kind of have an unspoken uh rule and not rule but uh rules a bit too hard but philosophy i guess that we don't look back too much right and that's how we keep going yeah of course we you know you're always thinking about the next record you're always thinking okay what what can we do how can we change this how can we how can we do this better and so our 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 gaze so to speak has always been Mm -hmm. 
down the line instead so, of looking back. So then tell me a little bit about all of us, because, I mean, this is obviously a very different process to putting out a record. You mm-hmm. put it out in 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. What was that experience like for you guys? Was most the album ready before the pandemic hit? or Pretty much. And we'd been working on it for a couple of years already okay. up until that point. And, you know, some records come out really fast and other ones just... Mm-hmm. Take take time. Take time, and this one took time. Cut. It took time, I think, in a in in large part because it was very important that it be a uh, an honest representation mm-hmm. of where we're where we're at in our lives, where we're at in our our relationship to music, uh, and the world around us. You know how the world around us is sort of you can't just sort of turn a blind eye to the fact that the last feels like the last five years, not just the pandemic era. Mm-hmm. The last five years have been tumultuous mm-hmm. so to speak and it felt like the record had to reflect that in some way so right as the first lockdown was uh, looming mm-hmm. we were in the studio in northern quebec finishing basically the recordings okay. of it and it just felt like a huge relief that we'd actually managed to get it done sneak it in yeah. under the deadline yeah and and then it became a case of, all right, well, we've, we've already been sitting on this record for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Are we going to try to wait now until the world sort of, you know, returns to normal before we yeah. put it out? And it just felt like that was an impossibility. Right. So then the, the sort of reality of putting a record out during, I mean, not just putting a record out, as we all know now, doing anything, anything during yeah. COVID times it requires a great deal of elasticity when it comes to... Uh, how you approach these yeah. things, and and so yeah, we we put the record out with the help of our good friends over the uh, you know. Um, oh, the, I found that the specifically the song Ascension, uh, like you mentioned, like it, it it has a theme of almost like a rally cry mm-hmm. to the human species, yeah. and that's it's interesting because it was before the pandemic. We were already at we were already there. Eight, yeah, I, I think everybody should go back and watch the news in January right. of 2020. Yeah, just how how crazy everything yeah. was before we'd even heard the words yep. COVID-19. You mm-hmm. know, and so this record, I think, was largely in response to that already bubbling edge that we were on. Yeah, and 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 then COVID, <laughs> which just is like is always a thing. It's just what do you think? think things can't get any worse yeah here comes something that just you know puts it puts the rest of it all to shame basically. right but so so yeah and then then the reality of putting out a record uh in terms of i guess all the steps that you normally follow yeah from anything from press to especially going out on tour to to sort of promote this new record and mm-hmm. hand deliver it mm-hmm. to the yeah. people yeah you, you 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 realize how essential that is mm-hmm. and that's why this has been obviously a a record release that we won't soon forget because it's been it's all happened in the peripheries mm-hmm. you know it's all happening however you can reach people online how you know whatever press yeah. outlets you can get to mm-hmm. sort of spread the word but that one fundamental piece has been missing and that's why you know i guess today heralds hopefully you know a return to that where yeah. where we can go out and i think still it's the best way to deliver new music of to course people yeah there's have not, them you know it you. was it was good that i think you know we attempted things like the drive-in shows to at least have some sense of musical togetherness but there's nothing like you yeah. know 
an arena show or a club show. And I think it's, you know, and now you're heading, you're hitting, you guys are hitting the road after this. Yeah. So tell me, tell me, tell me what you've missed the most about being on the road with the band. And Oh man, I, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit in the last little while, because as it's, as it sinks in, you know, we've, we've been touring essentially for 20 years without much of a break. Mm -hmm. And I think we all think, oh, it'd be nice to just stop for a bit and, and uh, just do something else, take stock. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd use other muscles, basically, yeah. you know. But we quickly realized <laughs> that we are, you know, this has changed us. Yeah. Uh, at, a, at a DNA level mm -hmm. and that we're, we're happiest when we're out touring. And I think yeah. that was a bit of a real uh, yeah, a, a sort of. It's probably a new appreciation. A new appreciation for, yeah. for sure. Just I know. Same thing when that first lockdown happened. You know, I like to be positive about everything. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, take this time to kind of take a break and do some things that you didn't have time to do before. And then literally two weeks in, I'm like, all right, okay, give me my all life right. back. <laughs> you know, like, I know. And I need to be out again. Yeah. <laughs> No, we were, we were, we were very much at the same, you know, what did you, what did you use that time to kind of reflect on or what kind of kept you motivated in that 18 months or at least a year? Well, I did a lot of homeschooling, you know, okay, like, right. Of course. To, yeah. That's, and so I like, kind of just swapped. Yeah. Maybe that's why I wanted to go back on the road so badly, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was the biggest challenge, not just for myself, but for a lot of parents out yeah. there was having to now all of a sudden become a sort of elementary yeah. school teacher and i was teaching uh you know grade what was it grade two four and six math yeah. at the same time or is could three. you even remember grade six math no <laughs> <laughs> you know and especially all did he start getting you know mixing them all together and yeah yeah so i think that was in a in a way uh it it, it was a a w almost a welcome yeah. distraction from all the yeah. all the things that were not going right in the music world yeah but after a while again not just myself my kids are like are you going back on tour yeah. anytime soon because <laughs> we don't crazy. like math teacher yeah. dad <laughs> as much you know yeah. i always found i found it interesting uh I'd talk to the parents at the dog park and they would they would be like you know at the very beginning they're like there's no way i'm letting my kids go to school during this and blah yeah. blah and now it's like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. the kid go, back to school i can't handle back. it anymore <laughs> for sure for yeah. sure yeah so, you know i think that that was a you know, profound profound change for all of us and of course writing music and and thinking about the next the next next step, step but at the same time, feeling that there's unfinished business. Yeah, it's always hard to kind of get your to fully commit to the next step when this record hasn't been performed live yet. And mm -hmm. know that it's important to us that we go out and right. and, and take some time with this one. Yeah, very nice. Um, one thing before we wrap that I noticed on your social media, you appreciate as much as I did, and that was that Canadian women's soccer team. Oh man, taking on the gold medal in Tokyo. Just incredible. Yeah, and and a long time coming, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but just, I don't know, it, it, you're, you're so in awe of the, the dedication mm -hmm. that they have and that, as, that they've had, not just in this Olympics, but just that team in, in, in yeah. general. And I'm a huge soccer fan. Yeah, so, me too. You know, they are the, the flagship team mm -hmm. for, for us, for all of Canada, yeah. you know, and, and to see them 
finally rewarded was yeah. just amazing. Especially, uh, especially for me, I got the opportunity once to work with Christine Sinclair mm-hmm. on, a, on an advertising campaign. And just like the most, like, I just, you know, even just for her, I wanted her to, because this is probably her last big event. Yeah, and I mean, and it maybe for the whole team, but it was like nice for her to have a nice send off with a gold medal. Like, yeah. I, you can't think of it. I mean, if it is this sort of swan song of an incredible yeah. career, I mean, obviously you can't script it any better than no. that, but uh, so well deserved because she's been the. You know, the sort of backbone and the heart and soul mm-hmm. of that team for so long. Yeah. And yeah, I, I again, just so well-deserved and I think so. a beautiful it's... moment for the whole country, really. I think so. I think so. Kind of a, and, and now it looks like the the men have a pretty good, I don't want to yeah, knock yeah, wood, have, pretty good chance. It's coming up now and the tide is, you know, now again, my, I've got kids who play soccer now, and you yeah. sort of see the difference between what it was like when I was growing mm-hmm. up and just the level of talent and yeah. the, the passion for the sport here is growing, you know, by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. all the time. So, fingers crossed. Finally, cautious, like, cautious. Yeah, yeah, we've been there before, but yeah, it's uh, it seems like yeah. now is is maybe the best time or the best opportunity we've had Absolutely. in a long time yes. to actually make a difference. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Sam, I really appreciate it. It's you. been a pleasure. Thanks yeah, for your I time. Can't wait. Nice you know, to talk looking to forward to tonight and uh, Thanks, kill it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Have fun. I will. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.